Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Saints and Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here we are, uh, spooky weekend across Vermont, uh, Halloween weekend, and um, hope everyone gets lots of. It's, it's going to be mild again, uh, so your your costume doesn't look like it's going to get too wet, and it actually might be warm enough out there. But can you go barefoot? That's what I want to know. Because I, I, when my kids were young, that was always the big question. Like, can my, can I go barefoot with my costume? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you could. But I think, yeah, this might be the year you might be able to pull it off, Chip. I think yeah, it, might, it right. might be. Uh, might be. So hopefully, um, you know, full of your bag is full of almond joys and uh, Reese's Pieces and uh, Milky Ways and all that good stuff. You just revealed your hand there, Anson. So you're an Amon Joy kind of guy, not a Mounds kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, I like Reese's, I like peanut butter cups too. Uh, that's good. I haven't had a Milky Way in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those Milky Ways. Yeah. Baby Ruth, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. And just a basic cho- chocolate bar. You know, maybe a, maybe a Lake Champlain chocolate bar would be good. Make some of those. Yeah, some of those. Some of those are kind of hot now. Those in yours, in yours, and the, um, the Halloween bags. But that would be great if we saw more local, <laughs> local sweets. Yeah. And that. All right. Well, it's it's the end of October. That means it's time to look at the forecast. And uh, the leaves are are definitely a lot fell this week, and we got some rain and some wind. Uh, but we're looking at the fall, and we're looking at the winter, and we're looking at the Finch forecast. Yes, the moment we all look forward to all year long, the winter Finch forecast. Uh, now, now brought to us by the um, the Finch Research Network. It, um, there was a lone individual who used to um, gather this data and disseminate it. Now there's actually an organization, um, the, the Finch Research Network, that um, studies finches, finch populations, uh, finch movements, things like cross-build types, and um, they now provide the winter finch forecast. Um, and it actually came out in September, but we've been sitting on this a bit because we weren't, we were feeling like it's not quite time to start talking about winter birds. But now that we're flipping the calendar to November, I think the time has come. Yeah, and we, this is important because um, a lot of finches come to our feeders and we get a little bored in the wintertime and you want to see what's coming to the feeder and provide us a little entertainment when there's snow and cold out there. So it's important to know what might be coming to our bird feeders uh, this winter. So it's all based on what's happening up north, right? Exactly. That's right. Uh, It also gets us thinking about Christmas bird count season. Um, That's not too far away either. But yeah, uh, Anton has everything to do with um, food ability further north because um, a lot of the finches that do um, migrate southward or erupt, as they say, eruptive movements of finches happen when there's a scarcity of food further north where these species nest. So things like um, white-winged crossbills, pine grosbeaks, Purple finches, to some degree, pine siskins and red poles, those are species that nest in the boreal forest. And if food is scarce there, they uh, move south um, into the northern states and sometimes even further south into the southern United States when, uh, when to, to look for food. And it looks like this year is not um, going to be a huge uh, eruptive year. 
for winter finishes like last year, you know, was was amazing. Mm. It was quite a year. I don't remember all the evening gross peaks last year. No, yeah, absolutely. But that was one of those years that uh, we hadn't seen in a while. The evening gross peaks. So let's let's maybe run down a couple of species before the break. Why don't we begin with? Um, how about uh, how will we begin with evening gross peaks? What's it looking like for evening gross peaks? Sure, we actually may see what they call an echo flight this year. So last year was a good year for evening gross peaks uh, all around Vermont, uh, especially in the in the wooded areas. Um, and it was a good reproductive year as well. So there's a kind of a bumper crop of evening gross peaks, so to speak. And so we probably will see movements of that species into Vermont this winter. Kind of, a, uh, you know, last year was such a good year and this year was a good reproductive year. And that adds up to probably a, a decent flight of evening gross peaks. Fingers crossed. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, what about crossbills? What are we looking at as far as the finch forecast for crossbills across the Green Mountains? Um, it could be a good good winter for crossbills, both red and white winged. Those are the species we see here in Vermont, and uh, people may recall that with crossbills, red crossbills, there's all these different types uh, or call types that they all kind of look the same. Some have bigger beaks than others. Other call types. And they seem to be, they seem to coincide with or be uh, aligned with different types of evergreens to different types of conifers. So we see type 10, for example, here in Vermont. But um, there has already been a movement of white wing crossbills into the northeast. I think that's going to continue. So um, we have got a good spruce crop. Um, good hemlock crop. So that will mean probably good numbers of white wing crossbills in, in Vermont and other northern states and, and also the red crossbill. There, uh, that's a species that, you know, if you were to go up to the Northeast Kingdom, for example, a place like Moose Bog, be a great place to look for white wing crossbills this winter, not likely to come to your bird feeder. So the crossbills do show up sometimes at our feeders, but Rarely, I don't. Have you ever seen one of your feeders, Hanson? No, no, we don't. We don't get them here, and you know, we're, we don't even get you know pine grosbeaks. speaks. We got once in a while. I think last year we had one show up uh, briefly, but we're, it's rare that we get that kind of species here. Yeah, not many people have ever had a crossbill at their feeder for sure. And I know it if I saw it. I know that because it's a spectacular bird. What about uh, what about Siskin's red poles? Red poles one of my favorite birds, both winter and summer. Um, what are we looking at as far as maybe red poles or Siskins? Red poles, not so much. There's a good crop of birch and alder. Um, what else do they like? Those are the two big ones um, further north. So red poles will probably stay put this winter. Last winter was amazing. There were red poles uh, all over the state in huge numbers, big flocks, even a lot of uh, hoary red poles thrown in there. Um, but red poles are probably going to stay um, stay north. Pine siskins may move south, however. Um, actually, I was walking the dog the other day and heard one calling as it flew over. So we may see um, pine gross beaks coming south. Um, you know, that's a species that may um, we may see more of later in the winter as, as food runs low further north. But they are saying um, that they, we could see a flight of pine siskins, which would be nice. I don't think we had a ton of them last year. We had some, but 
uh, it'd be nice to see more of that that bird in Vermont this year. Yeah, and um, we'll have some goldfinches that may overwinter here, but they're not necessarily coming down, right? Right. Yeah, they could very well be birds that are were you know, nesting here or offspring of the year. I'm still seeing seeing um, goldfinch around the nature center here. Yeah. Good stuff. So the uh, fall finch forecast is out, all based on, you know, what's out there for food. But uh, it's kind of hit or miss, depending on what species it sounds like. But uh, we were blessed last year with a great year, but this year maybe mm, not so hot. Yeah, you know, we could, I think the species we will see this year could include um, pine siskin, um, probably not pine grosbeak. Uh, but pine siskin, the crossbills, we may see a good number of purple finches, um, some, um, you know, some evening gross beaks too. So I think we'll get a smattering. It won't be a banner year, but between the evening gross beaks and the pine siskins and purple finches, we'll, we'll, have, a, uh, we'll have plenty of action at our bird feeders. Um, I, you know, pine, just to go back to pine gross beak for a sec, that's a species that we probably won't see much of this winter because there's been a good crop of mountain mountain ash um, up north so they'll probably stay put as as will the bohemian wax wings Hmm. good stuff well we'll stay tuned as they say and look forward to uh you know look forward to things getting those winter tires on uh getting past halloween hopefully you're you're full of candy this weekend and um you know disperse it fairly amongst the family and um you know you know don't hoard it we there's no net no need to hoard uh or stash like a uh what would be what's our favorite stashing bird probably a gray jay yeah gray jay or nuthatch yeah yeah we don't need to do that with our halloween nuthatches prefer mounds or almond joy um i would say probably almond joy yeah yeah yeah, should. All right, time is uh, way past time. Uh, we do have to fly out of here for another weekend. I'm Anson Tevitz. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds.